Welcome to the Boy Thrive Podcast, where we're passionate about empowering boys and men. With insights and practical advice from experts and real-life stories from men who have overcome challenges, we're creating a supportive and inclusive community that helps boys and men thrive in all areas of their lives. Introducing your host, Apondo Maureen, who is passionate about nurturing a future generation of all-rounded responsible fathers, husbands, leaders, brothers, and uncles, who are secure about their role in society and encourage both genders to thrive. The Boy Thrive podcast will be available twice a month, so be sure to subscribe and tune in for new episodes. Welcome back to the second series of Boy Thrive podcast. Today we are going to focus on the boy especially the um, the role of the parents in dealing with their own childhood trauma in order to raise strong, independent, emotionally stable boys. And we are back with Julia Katz, and we can't just get started now. Julia, welcome back to the series. Thank you so much, Maria. I appreciate it. It's always nice to have a chat with you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Welcome. So last time we talked about the parents, and we just like touched the top of it. And today I'm so interested for us to talk about how the parents, uh, their own healing process affects their children and how they can actually do it so that they lead with a healed family uh, instead of creating a cycle of, uh, of traumatized kids and, you know, carrying on the problem that we started just some time back. Absolutely. You know what, Lori? It's so true that if we as parents mm-hmm. do have a traumatic childhood, we are we are aware of it as parents. Mm-hmm. Though we try to not to avoid it because we don't want our children to do or live mm-hmm. experience the same. Yeah. However, what happens is we come to a certain point where sometimes our unconscious mind is just coming over, you know. That's why, you know, parents need to be aware of themselves first. And how to heal yourself is actually to confront your fears. Mm -hmm. So the first very step, and that's on my parents' academy as well on Inkic, is about knowing yourself. What are your... How do you react how is your communication style? What do you like about yourself? What are your strong points? Create your own personal map to analyze, you know, what's in your soul, in your heart, in your mind. And also think about your relationships. Because you as the parent, and specifically for boys, and for boys, the first man in their life is their father. Yeah. And the first woman in their life is their mother Mm -hmm. and the first relationship they see is mother and father Mm -hmm. so whatever we are and how we behave at home has got a huge strong impact on the future on the self-esteem on healthy relationships to build healthy relationships with the boy Mm -hmm. because they observe they are actually really watching us very closely. They learn from us. They learn from us, from the parents, the values, the strong points. What are the weak points? When daddy is getting really angry, when mommy is getting angry, and 
how to overcome. So we need to be very, very careful. And for that, the first step is to know yourself. Your strong, your values, your growth areas, because we are not perfect, right? The growth areas. I'm not saying t- saying your weak points. I'm telling you about growth areas. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. You know, we need to be positive as well in our mind. Where can I do better? Mm-hmm. Then as well about your anchors. What would help you to get back from your unconscious mind to your conscious mind saying, hey, this behavior is now wrong. One moment, right? Mm-hmm. What would help you? What would you need to do more of? What do you need to do less of? Mm-hmm. So analyzing, it starts all with us, with you, dear parents. Yeah, that's it. Mother and father. Julia, this, this is not exactly an easy thing, especially because um, most parents are not even aware that they have an issue to start with. And right. I notice, I notice personally when my kid gets, you know, I tell them not to do something and then they do it again and again and again. I feel like they're testing my own limits and they're reaching a point where I forget to, um, I don't know what did they call gentle parenting. I just, it just goes out of the mind, like totally. And what I think about is you got to stop it. So I'll grab the next stick around and spank. But the problem is. After doing the spanking, immediately after doing the spanking, I'm, I'm cooled down. At the moment that happens, then I'm like, I would have done that better. Like it, it wouldn't have gone to me the way it did. They, they, they don't know their limits, but I do know my limit. So why was it so hard for me to do it? Yeah. So it's something that. <laughs> uh, it's not easy. It's not easy because kids are always. Going to the limits, right? <clears throat> they always ask for the boundaries. The best thing is actually to ask, to ask, okay, so dears, let's sit down. So I told you not to do this because give him the why, you know, like why should he or, uh, you know, not do it, right? So, and I see you overdo it all the time. You always repeat. So what is the reason you always repeat, you know, the same behavior? Let's find out. Open questions are so powerful. And then maybe your boy will be saying, or your kids will be saying, uh, mm, yeah, I don't know, maybe because <laughs> of X, Y, Z, you know? But they're getting more aware as well because you're asking really the question. You know what? And you can say that. You know, I hate to be angry with you, but this behavior will cause, get into consequences of X, Y, Z. I told you several times and you always repeat it. So tell me what is the reason, not the why. What is the reason, this open question, that you always redo what I say you should not do. So let tell me, tell me about it. I'm interested. I'm curious. So give them your vulnerability. Give them your point of view. And you know what? Gentle parenting is not always working all the time. You need to also give them the boundaries. Right? No. You need to give them the boundaries. Sometimes we need to be strict. They need to know that there are values that you need to, I don't know, at 8 p.m. we sit at the dinner table and we eat together dinner, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that gives us values. That gives us strong points. That gives the belonging sense. So there is a unity and they need to feel that as well. There's no questioning about this. That's it. Done. This is the rule. Boom. 
you know. So a bit of strictness, mm. a nice balance between gentle and strict parenting is very important. However, sometimes we can't do, I mean, do you think I always do that as well? No, I mean, I was not always doing it either. You know? There was a point where you flip out, you know, and but which is good. Like, why is it good for the kids? Because they can then see, um, okay. My parents are also flipping out. Oh my God. Okay. That was the last shout. You know, that was the last thing because we've got emotions. We are not robots. We are humans. But again, in balance, not having real violent behavior, that's important. Yeah. Not really violent. If I say non-violent communication, I cover that as well in my, in my, you know, parents' academy, non-violent communication rather than pointing fingers at you, for example, you did that, you did that, just saying, okay, Mike, now, I just observe that you do X, Y, Z. How I felt about this is blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So how did you feel about it? I mean, they don't, they don't know, the kids don't know. There's a, I'm just doing it again. Who cares? And you're like, this is how I felt. What can you say about this? And you know what? They're very smart. You can even do this with a three, four year old, right? I mean it, literally, I mean. And they're like, oh, I made mommy sad. Okay, mm. you know, there's a different view, different perspective to give the kids so they start to understand you as well better. Because otherwise, you're like this parent always shouting and getting angry at anything they do. And that's not good either. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I know. Come on, Maureen. That should be you exaggerate. I'm sure you're also very gentle and no. caring mother. I know I am, but I know that uh, I, I, as I mentioned in the previous uh, session, but these things didn't come with the manual, and you know we did have a session with our previous parents to tell us, you know what, it reaches here, and this is how it goes. So for these parents who um, maybe they have this like um, guilt sometimes that hey, I might have done this wrong. Where do they start getting their own emotional healing from? How do they go about it? Because it won't happen out of the blues that things they need to like go back to and face and, in, yeah. you know, reach at a point where they are in like accept it and now start working from there. Where do they go? No, wait, well, absolutely. Again, first, first, you mean for the parents, right? Yes, yes. Yes, yes. No, no. It's all about self-awareness because they're not aware themselves. They have a problem, right? Yeah. But maybe it's great to actually be here in a in a cooperation with your with your partner, you know, to ask, you know, how do I do this? I got again flipped out here because of X, Y, Z. What do you think I shall do together? Because you are a team if you're raising children, yeah. right? And if you are divorced or re- or uh, a, a lonely mama, mama or father, whatever, you know, then ask for feedback. Mm. Ask for people to say, hell, you know what? I, and I'm sure each parent mm-hmm. somehow mm-hmm. sense that they can do better. Yeah. But they really need to, at the end of the day, for example, sit down, take a journal and say, okay, how was my relationship today with my kid? Where did I flip out? Where did where was I good? Analyze yourself. You know it. And if you keep a journal for one week, you will see what were the circumstances, how many times you just shouted at them. Oh my God, because we can't 
we can't change anything that we can't measure. So mm. we need to have a little journal, little, little bullet points, you know, boom, boom, boom. You know, not too much like an essay. We want to be <laughs> practical. We are busy people, right? To say, oh, bad. Oh, I flipped out. Oh, I shouted. Oh, you can even do an excerpt. Shout it and one, 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 you know, like, you know, uh, in counting, etc. to see how many times do I shout at my kids during a day? Oh, and if you see that black and white, this is your data. Mm-hmm. And your data, and you know what? You can ask feedback. Yeah. However, what happens around the four walls stays in the four walls. So it's you who need to analyze yourself and measure yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh God, today I shouted at my kid 10 times. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, oh, I praise them only once. Oh, because they need praise. That's why measure yourself first. Once you've got that data, say, oh, I need to do something about this. When the pain mm-hmm. gets really big and huge and you are desperate to be a good parent, mm-hmm. good parent, parenthesis, everyone is a good parent. They have always good intentions, right? Mm-hmm. Positive intentions. So I believe in that. And there might be maybe some people who are a bit, you know, mean or something. That's human nature. But to 90%, we, we assume positive intention. Mm-hmm. Then you can take action. Then you can say, you know what? I need to start doing something. And that starts to self-aware, what are your traumas? What are your misbeliefs about yourself? Mm. Because we have got all our own luggage and baggage to carry. Mm. Maybe you have been raised with a very strict mother who was always spanking you. Mm. So for you, for example, if you're not doing it every day, it's even an achievement. <laughs> but you were spanked every day. So you know what? This is relative, you know? This is relative, honestly, you know? I mean, here we can't be objective. Everyone is unique. Yeah. So go back. Somebody want to thank you. You you, you went on my on my family background and you, you're, you're really throwing, you know, the arrows at me right now. <laughs> exactly. But, that's it. That's I'm what sure, happens. You but know? I'm sure that there's so many, so many parents who are in this. For example, in, in, in the African culture, the rod, spare the rod. Uh, spoil the child is a culture every family knows and everyone with that descent knows that when a child you know misbehave and then they'll start looking like are you a ma- is your mother an african because if your mother is one then spanking would come really fast so the reason why you're being disobedient we don't understand then you're like okay but you know there's the influence of other places and all that stuff but the truth remains that Everyone has something they carried from how they were raised. Yes. And if it is something negative, you need to first deal with it. And yes. first dealing with this is just being aware that it is there and there's something you can do about it. But this is now where the guilt trip is also so much. Because yeah. whenever you don't you don't achieve what you like, it's like, you know, skipping a rope. The one moment that the rope tumbles with your leg, you're like, oh, I didn't do it well. And that can go on and on and on. So it's a process. Now, yes, it's a journey. I call it it's a journey. We can't change our 40 years of baggage in one session or something. That doesn't work. You're, so you always and talk about it. Talk about it openly. The more you talk and share about it, the easier it is for you to digest, to be aware mm-hmm. and say, hmm, this is where I am. Because you know what? You can't give what you don't have. Absolutely, you can't. There's this feeling that boys are, are a bit tougher to raise than girls. Do you hold the same belief? 
I was thinking the other way around, but that's okay. <laughs> the girls, the girls become harder to raise when they become teenagers. But the boys, right from childhood, they are trouble. A lot of it. Because they'll, they'll claim everything they're not supposed to. They'll try everything that is going to hurt them. They're going to try it. This, like, they're, they're so into risk-taking compared to the girl. The girls are mostly general, apart from the few ones who, you know, they took up after their fathers. But most of the boys are tougher to raise right from the very beginning. And it needs extra patience. Correct, correct. It's not easy because you know what? It comes from our genes somehow. The man is always like from the caveman times, you know, they are risk taking, they are protecting. And when you look about it, they are actually learning by, by playing. We can see this in this wonderful animal world. They are just trying everything out. And some things which are dangerous because they are not aware it's dangerous. I'm just trying this out. You know, that's it. And if they get wounded, they get wounded. Or if they, <laughs> they do, you know, or anything else they try as well. There were the boundaries to say, hey, until where can I go? And the man normally is like that. I mean, this is the character, right? So a bit more risk averse, a bit more proactive, a bit more ready for fight. You know, hey, I'm here, I'm going to fight here. Yes, I'm ready. And if they don't fight, then there is also something at do they need to fight? No. But you know how they're raised at home is also a huge, huge factor. Do I have a good quality and balance of emotions at home? But also to show the boy uh recognition, they love recognition. As men like recognition as well a lot. That's how they tick. And to give that self-esteem to them back as well. Because it's actually for boys, we need to have the same care as we do for the kid, for the girls, you know. And to because lots of boys are neglected because the girls are in the forefront now at the moment, right? Equality, etc., which I absolutely support. I'm a women's advocate, empowerment, etc. That's absolutely fine. But at the same time, who do we have? We are a unity. We are a community. And in the community, we have all humans. So I'm not even distinguishing here. I'm calling all humans, specifically nowadays with all the different movements, the non-binary language that we are supposed to use, I use humans. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. some humans, <laughs> yeah, as characters are a bit more risk averse, mm. like the boys, you know, and the girls less so, more like in the back, mm. trying to hold the community and create a safe environment. Mm -hmm. Whereas... The, the boys are more out and yeah, I'm fighting for my rights and that's my reputation. Or if someone says something bad about mommy, oh my God, you know, then it gets into a fight, whatever. But, you know, it's normal. It's normal. I mean, that's absolutely perfectly normal. It should be like this. They need to try. They need to try and find their own limits. If you don't try, you don't know what your limit is. And maybe there is no limit. Then we need to be careful, of course. I had I had a statement by some I think I think it must have been in Instagram somebody said that people should not be worried about kids who are doing risky things carefully 
Yeah, they are doing something risky, but they're doing it carefully. That's how they grow. That's how they learn. That's right. Carefully is an interesting remark, you know, how would you do something which is carefully, you know, you, you might have it in your mind, right? But you just do it when you're young. I mean, you know what? You don't even think what mommy, that daddy is doing. You're just going with the tribes, you know? So it's very important that we as parents as well are very close to our children. Why? Because to know with whom they're hanging out. They're getting influence with people that they're hanging out. Yeah. So for that... At the moment, they don't even need to hang out. They're on social media. So for you as a parent, yeah, that's it. And that's bad. That's bad. I mean, there's so much stuff going on. And the kids are getting so much, you know, data from outside where they compare themselves. And oh, my God. I mean, just we need to be careful. What, which role models are they following on TikTok, on Instagram? Um, I don't know what else is out there. Facebook is passé, you know, we, I know that. But TikTok um, and also Instagram. Snapchat. Yeah, Snapchat. Exactly. They have Snapchat, right? Yeah, they do. Um, yeah. Uh, they're all these different stuff. So if you, as a parent, first rule, don't judge. Just see, oh, what are you checking up? Interesting. Oh, what are they doing? That sounds wow. What do you like about this? You know, be curious, mm. ask them lots of questions so that you know what's going on in the head of your children, mm. not to lose them yeah. because at least you know what they like. Don't even judge. Oh, how can you watch this? Oh my God, close this. I forbid you of doing this. I mean, if you forbid something, they will do it on the contrary, even more so. Yeah. It's like the other, the other effect, the opposite effect, you know? Yeah. You know, somebody. I, I love I love watching things that are relating with how to raise kids. And somebody said that raising a kid until they reach the age of around 10, 14 is the military kind of raising. Do this, they'll do. Run here, uh, they run. Uh, do my, 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 you know, do what I say, they do. Then it changes all of a sudden when it gets to 14. Do you tell them, do this? And they're like, okay, wait, I finish mine first. So the approach is very different and the problem is the military parent is so used to being military when it's time to now be a gentle priest they find it very difficult oh yeah we as parents don't realize that our kids are growing mm. that's what i'm teaching as well right you need to as a parents grow with your children do and share lots of stuff with them mm. the military style is okay until age eight nine maximum ten then they start to create their own opinions. They get influenced by teachers, by their peers, mm -hmm. by social media. And if you are kind of a bit of smart, let's say, you know, I'm curious. You, yeah, I mean, you know, we need to play this. Uh, you know what's going on in the brain of your children a bit. Yeah, you can't know everything. Yeah. A bit. Mm -hmm. So then you can navigate. And the more curious, so you need to change yourself as a parent in this journey from giving directions and guidance, direct, get it, to a mentor role, sharing your experiences. Oh, you know what? As I was young, they love hearing stories as well. They love. 
As I was young, we didn't have Instagram, you know what? I didn't even know how to put an eyeliner on. I see you do it very nicely. But you know what, like, oh, my dear, you are so beautiful. Anyways, you don't even need any eyeliner. It's up to you, you know? I'm just making a story. Your your child must have really had the perfect, the greatest part of that thing right now. (laughs) Or did you learn this better on? (laughs) Okay, use it, use it. It works perfectly because then the girl would say, "Mm, yeah, but I like it at the moment, but maybe I don't put it all the time. You know, because the girl is also trying. Everyone is trying. The boys are trying, you know, and lots of hormones in their in their body. Oh, my God, it's a roller coaster. We went through it as well. Uh, mind me, my parents were very strict. You know, I'm sure yours as well were like, boom, and you're like, okay. And now we're talking a bit more freely. <laughs> okay. You try um, saying something back and you know if you said something back you'd be you'd, you'd be spanked if you fail to say something as well you'd still be spanked because both sides of the coin and you're spanking <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't work at all so you're like okay so whatever you just accept this i go my own way <laughs> but now we have got something different of course it's a bit more you know Open, open etc and people want to raise good good children we have our luggage with us because of that you know maybe the self-esteem was harmed you know maybe confidence and self-esteem are completely two different you know separate things confidence is the top of the ice let's say the top the icing of the of the of the cake okay what's inside is the self-esteem and if that is hard, it will come out all the time when there are challenges, adversities. So we, our aim, because we know a lot now, mm-hmm. is to raise children who have self-esteem, can stand for themselves, have values, and know who they are. Mm-hmm. They also need to know their own identity. And now what I see at the moment is like identity is sometimes lost and influenced a lot. Specifically for boys, would you, would you that say that men men plays a very huge role in terms of identity for the child, especially oh, yeah. either sex. Oh yeah. oh yeah, absolutely. For the girl, it's the first man, so she will be looking up for daddy. You know, and daddy is the world, for example, right? And for the boy, this is how men do react. This is how they action. This is how they see. You know, it's on both the sides very important. Mm-hmm. So men, if the men are this vital to the family, then it's about time yeah. to think about the man, like fully. Yes. In- incorporate them because mummies are always thinking that men cannot take care of children. They can. They absolutely can. Not like you. They will do it their own way, but that doesn't matter. Give them responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe the cooking will be not so perfect or they will have every mud that's fine. As long as they have fun and as long as they enjoy and share, best moment is this. So have the daddies included. Mm. I, I think our next session should now talk about the daddy and the boy. We, we, <laughs> and we should now like think about, actually we, we have a few minutes to go, but in the next episode, we should look at daddy. Yeah, but absolutely. For example, in our culture, we have daddies who don't express themselves fully. They don't express mm-hmm. themselves the way they should. And this carries on. 
And if you see a man cry, then go like, ah, it's not, it's uncultural to see a man cry. Why are you shedding tears? But we are trying to raise boys who can cry. Yes. So yes. if daddy can't cry, they never see daddy cry. Then they'll think it's it's ab- ab- absolutely abnormal to cry. But if they keep on doing that, then you know they'll end up being ice cold. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. I absolutely agree. The daddies, the fathers are also humans, mm-hmm. right? So there's nothing else than us. They're not different than us, right? So they have maybe different characters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but at the end of the day, we're humans. And if the daddy shows the vulnerability, mm-hmm. you know. Also, being sad, having regrets, sharing stories Mm -hmm. from his childhood. Mm -hmm. Also, bad stories, you know, how the dad was actually behaving towards him. Because it's normal. I mean, okay, you might have grandpa, that's okay. But if you share this, it creates more relation. It creates bonding. Mm -hmm. It creates understanding from the child's point of view, saying, oh, my dad had also very, very, very tough childhood. Now I can understand him. He didn't know how to react to blah, 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 for example, right? So it's very important that daddies are in the family. They are talking at the dinner table. They share moments. You have storytelling. Even that the daddy puts them to bed, reads a novel, cries, laughs, is praising, also not always rewarding, but also saying, hey, you did not good. This was not really. How did you find this, my boy? I said, mm, I don't know. Well, do you want my opinion? Yeah. So I think you could have done better, for example. Right? So I'm just making this. But it's very important. It's crucial. It's crucial because we are a huge team. And it's not always mummy there, but the man is a role model for the boy. So the man needs to be aware of themselves and needs to accept that they also need to change. Getting that right from mommy so that next time we yes. and talk about daddy. <laughs> so let's live it like sweet yes. and beautiful like that so that next time we now delve into daddy. Good. So we're going to cover the man's role in raising children. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Until next month as usual absolutely we have such a blast talking about our next session that was Julia Julia um, your last words my last words well you know what there is no really user guide for being a good parent do the best that you can but these are guidelines that I first be aware of yourself how you react how do you create healthy relationships with any others not only your children you leave them alone about the others because you're the role model there and see how you can improve even one little step helps and ask open questions be curious about your children thank you so much until next next month bye bye <laughs> thank you bye Bori. thanks for this opportunity bye thank you for listening to the boy thrive podcast we hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about stepping up for boys and men we'd love to hear your thoughts and questions on the topics we discussed You can connect with us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at at BoyThrivePodcast. Don't forget to hit the follow button to stay up to date with our latest episodes and updates. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Spotify. By subscribing, you'll never miss an episode, and you'll be the first to know when new content drops. Thank you again for listening to the Boy Thrive Podcast. We appreciate your support 
and can't wait to connect with you on social media.